Welcome to a very special edition of Say What? I'm your guest host and show producer, Deja Shepard, and I'm here with Justin Bradshaw, CEO of Energy Ogre, as well as our president, Scott Nethery, and our chief information officer, Dewanit Shaw. Glad to have you guys here with us on the show today. Thanks, Deja. Thank, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So far, it's hard to get over here, but I'm glad that we found the time. <laughs> Right, right behind uh, that wall. Um, well, today I want us to talk about uh, the real story of Energy Ogre, you know, how, how we all got started here. I want to get into some of the details on how you guys all got together and what inspired you to create like this revolution, uh, revolutionary new company in the industry. So let's start from the beginning. What industries were you all in before starting Energy Ogre? Well, I was in professional baseball and uh, had no idea what in the world any of this was and then turned and started into uh, representing and, and getting this off the ground, if, per se, in a different space uh, before meeting Jessen and then uh, eventually partnering together and to what we know as today of Energy Ogre. So we, we'd like to refer to that as the best day of Scott's life. Oh, absolutely! I'm sure. <laughs> so it's quite different than just what my former background in, in sports was, but nice. it's been great. That's awesome. Well, Dewanit, how long have you been working with Jessen? Since, off and on, since 2008. Like this, all or 2007? Yeah, it's been a little while. I bounce around a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a lot of scar tissue to show for it too. So. Yeah. And he shows it daily. Um, what, uh, Justin, what made you switch from trading wholesale power to sort of energy management? So, you know, obviously we may have talked about on this show or in other places, my background on the wholesale side. And I never really intended to be involved with the retail businesses at all. And in a previous uh, business that Dwan and I actually worked uh, at together, we sort of fell into um, helping you know, retail electricity providers and ultimately um, having some of them in our portfolio. So I didn't really intend for that to happen, but sometimes, you know, you start out in a path in life and you end up someplace else. Uh, like Scott has started in baseball sure. and now he's an energy guru. So um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, sometimes there are interesting paths that things follow. Yeah, wow. You all come from very different backgrounds. Um, what are some of the factors that brought you all together and motivated you to start Energy Ogre? So I can tell you sort of how a lot of this stuff, because I think in, in, in our little group here of the folks that really got started and formed the company, I think I'm like a one of the cogs that sort of put these folks together. So uh, you know, when I met Scott, Scott was uh, had a couple of other folks, and they were pursuing a business strategy to do a lot of energy efficiency work, a lot of energy audits and things of that nature. So I was able to spend some time with them on what their existing strategy was, what some of the high points of that strategy might be, and some of the downsides uh, could be in that strategy. And as I, you know, sat and talked to Scott more, um, we started, you know, I started telling him, well, if you were to do something, then maybe you might want to consider moving in this direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more we started talking about it, the more um, I think he, he was interested in, in us, uh, you know, maybe teaming up together to, to take advantage of this, you know, some of the things that we, we had been discussing. So, you know, to me, it was a no brainer. Dwan, it's been 
Um, you know, I've, I've had a number of different companies and, and Dewan it's been, you know, a key participant and one of the people that's been critical to our success and a lot of the other businesses that I've been involved with. So all around, uh, all around great dude that, that has a lot of insight on things that are, um, outside of just, you know, so a lot of times, you know, you run into people that are technology people and they're really fantastic at technology, but it doesn't translate to anything else. And, and, um, one, it has always been excellent in our businesses um, from a leadership perspective as well. If he really understands the power business also, uh, which is a pretty unique um, situation for folks that are in his field. So I was excited to get him. So I think Dewan was maybe like the first call I made after um, I sat down with Scott and we, we decided that we we're going to give this particular version of this business a try. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, Scott's always impressed me himself with, uh, you know, he, Scott's a fantastic people person. Um, uh, a lot of people in this space, uh, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of shadiness and a lot of people that don't really <laughs> sort of do what they say they're going to do or say what they want. And, you know, Scott's got a tremendous amount of personal credibility, um, has a very, very broad, um, in networks of folks. And so, you know, I'm I'm sort of more of an operations guy. I know the back end of some of the stuff, which is why I always joke when you guys put me out here on these kinds of podcasts that we're in serious trouble because I, I'm, you know, right now the face of the franchise, which is amazing to me that we actually <laughs> had one more customer doing that. But, um, you know, one, it's technical experience and technical background and business acumen. Um, you know, Scott's well-rounded and, you know, uh, his reputation as well as, his overall uh, social network and uh, his background in, in, in team building and team leadership was a really good combination for us at the beginning. And it's, it's, uh, it's really been a lot of fun for me. So you guys are, are basically the dream team. Well, I laugh. I was actually thinking about it before we walked in here. I was thinking, is there, is there anyone that we ever went to go talk to? Like originally, if the three of us idiots showed up across the table, <laughs> did anyone ever think that's a dream team? <laughs> well, it, I, I'd have to echo his sentiments and what he's saying. I mean, it's uh, um, it's been a great ride from the very beginning. And with Jesson's background in building businesses and his uh, leadership has been tremendously needed, obviously. And obviously. Uh, obviously being that I was not in this space, it was a great connection. Then on top of it, I can remember back in the early, early, early days, uh, just talking and, and being around to want it and where we wanted to head with this business. It was uh, evident very quickly that, that we could actually automate a lot of stuff. Obviously I didn't have the background in any of this. The one thing I truly enjoy about energy ogre is that we are literally not selling anything we are trying to help people make a difference in their life and their lifestyle and whether that's saving the money to ease of life to whatever you lay your head down at night and feel good that you have made a difference in in people and and in their lives and you know the the amount of impact that we've had already in these early days, even, you know, we've impacted the market over a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's crazy to even think that we could have started where we did 
and how we did and get to this point. But you can't do it without not only, you know, these guys, but our entire group, you know, all of our team and the people who work here are really the, the, the ones that make it work and, and to see us grow from where we were when we first started and, you know, basically the conference room of a church to a small office that wasn't much bigger than the room we're sitting in today uh, to where we are now with you know, 70 employees, the, the quality of, of uh, people that we have and their knowledge. I mean, it's fascinating, uh, honestly, that, that to, to see it all come together and to know what we did from the beginning to where we stand today and then where we're really heading is really going to be really cool so it's a it's a neat deal absolutely yeah yeah so you guys came together and I, I mean i've even seen the company just grow over these past years and it's it's amazing and to come into work every day and to have such a positive environment um well, that's that's one thing i think is sort of funny because you know i'm a little bit we laugh about this having been in the workforce for quite a while and especially in like the corporate side and I, I won't say it again but you guys get tired of me saying I'm a dinosaur but I've been around for a long time in a lot of different companies but I think you know maybe maybe the audience for this is is sort of more apt to pay attention or more apt to believe it but you know, I think everyone likes to think of themselves like this is an awesome dynamic place and we have great people and etc cetera, etc cetera. but I've worked in a lot of places I wish I could take credit for having sort of assembled a team of people, but there's something that happened here that's really cool that was like organic where people's interest level in helping other people is super high. And so it's something, it was weird, like you can put all the ingredients for this really awesome, you know, whatever you want to put together. And it just sort of self-assembles. It made itself like everyone, everyone continues to push this thing forward. So you know, Scott said this, I, it's, it's, it's absolutely true to me. I love coming to work every day. I, I really, there are a lot of jobs that I've had where it's like, I remember laughing with a buddy of mine from, uh, one of my best friends from college. He and I started working in the corporate environment at the same time. And I'd laugh because every Sunday at about two o'clock in the afternoon, you could just see his like, his mood start to sour because he was already <laughs> he was already like wasting his weekend half of his weekend getting stressed out about going back to work on monday and it, that sucks I, I don't want that for anybody and and i really do like i've never once i mean not that every day is like sunshine and lollipops but i've never once come in here like oh my god i gotta come to work tomorrow i really i love coming in here and it's easy in my position to be able to come, you know, come to work and love coming to work. But I really think I see this. I mean, maybe, maybe they're good at hiding it from me. But I really feel like most of the folks that are here are like really super gung ho and fired up about coming in. And yeah. I think for I think for a lot of the listening or viewing audience of this some of this stuff, it's like okay, whatever. More corporate speak, but it's really true. And <clears throat> the cool part about that is I I see it show up in a lot of the interactions. <clears throat> that we have with with our members because that's where the rubber meets the road like if folks are super excited about what they're doing here it's going to translate to how how they interact with our with our members with our customers and it's um 
it kind of comes down to, uh, well, the, the Sunday night test that you mentioned. Uh, I, 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 I bring that up with my team all the time. If you ever have a Sunday night when you don't want to come back to work, uh, we need to figure out why that is and what we can do to fix it. And so far, no one's picked me up on it because that's, especially from a, from a selfish perspective, if I just think about the technology, the, the things that we're working on are so much more exciting than what you could do somewhere else because uh, there isn't a, when you have a company this size, usually when you have a product, there are a lot of restrictions on, this is the technology you need to use, this is the timeline you have, this is the budget, there's a, there's a lot of restrictions around that. Uh, and it, it makes sense because you know, you're spending money to make something, you, you wanna make sure it's not just something wild. But with what we're doing, we have so much freedom in using whatever new technologies are out there because for one thing, it makes financial sense to use new things over using older things. But the part that really gets everybody else, at least people in my team excited about it, is they do have the ability to look at something new, even if it's not directly related to what we're doing, to see is this something we could use or not? Is this something that could change what we've built already? Are we doing something in a way that can be improved? Because five years or six years is, is an insanely long amount of time when it comes to technology. And most of our code has been rewritten again and again and again as newer things come out to take advantage of newer technologies that are out there. Uh, and for you, I know you know that story from beginning to end because essentially, in the beginning, you were a one-man IT department. Yeah, it was dark times. <laughs> I was just about to ask. You know he, how he, challenging. He never told me he didn't want to come in on. Oh never, no, no, I still on Sunday. I still enjoyed coming to work. <laughs> I mean, to a point where um, it, it's it's the kind of thing where. Uh, uh, you know, my, my wife's also been in this industry for, for, or she had been in the industry for a little while. And when I told her what the idea was, uh, she supported me fully in, in leaving uh, a job at a company that was fully settled to come to a startup to build something because she knew that the idea was good. And she knew that over the next several years, things were going to be really hard to build it. But it made sense to to build something because it has so much potential to help people. And, and that's, that's the part that, that uh, you know, it kind of sounds like goody two shoes, but um, when you're working a 16 hour day, the thing that keeps you going is knowing that you believe in the product that you're building. It is gonna have, it's gonna bring good in the world. Uh, and it's gonna be profitable too, it's not a nonprofit, but it's, it's something that's, uh, uh, it, it's much easier to do it when you think that what you're doing is gonna help people. But Technology changes, the industry changes, people change. If you just keep going based on what you know, you know, we, when we started making the, uh, the the programs, the software, we used technologies that we knew best. But a whole lot of things that we use today weren't invented back then. If we just uh, if we just stuck to what we already know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be building the best thing that we can out there. Well, and thankfully, since we've grown, you all brought in some wonderful people in IT that have helped continue what you've done. And uh, we're, um, we're all grateful for that because essentially you, you've built pretty much everything that we use. And that's that says quite a bit. It, it is. It's it's uh, really exciting. It's a really diverse group of people, too. Uh, our team represents either immigrants or first generation uh, uh, Americans from eight different countries. And uh, we didn't go out looking for it. It just so happened that when we when we went out recruiting, we recruited 
we didn't have any limitations. If we found the right people, if they happened to be in another country and they needed uh, to be sponsored to come here, or if they lived in another state and needed to move over here, even if they hadn't worked in the energy industry before, if they had the capability of working on it and the interest to work on it and they fit well in the team, we do whatever we need to do to bring them here. And um, before people join this team, they spend enough time with people in the team to know that they're fully aware of the work that they're gonna do when they come here. And everybody's excited to be a part of it. It's, it's, it's not something that works for everyone, but it helps that they know what they're getting into before they get into it. And the thing that Justin mentioned, the, uh, uh, the thing that people do where they help each other all the time, everybody's actually having a good time doing this. You know, it doesn't matter how much you like your job. If it's just a job to you, you're not gonna be, you're, you, when you clock out, you're done. You're not thinking about it. The amount of times I get messages from people in the team on Slack overnight because they had an idea about something because it, it just keeps going. It doesn't feel like work. You know, there, there's plenty of evenings when we lose track of time and then our spouses or our children call and say, are you, are you even coming home today? <laughs> and, and it feels like, oh God, now I, I have to stop this great thing that I'm doing so I can. I yeah, and that's across all departments in, in, yeah. the, in the company. Even marketing, we'll be messaging each other at 10, 11 at night, like, oh, we have an idea and, and just build off yeah. of it. And it doesn't feel like work. It, 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 it is unique in that you can put all the same people in the same place and not have the same result as as this company has had everybody here really genuinely wants to be here and wants to do well and and it, it is you know I've, I've, as i mentioned i've bounced around a lot i've been at very large companies very small companies it's not something that just happens you know there, there is there is something special about what we have here yeah and again we are all like happy and excited about you know what's to come next and all of the success that we've seen in the past few years but in the beginning, we were all, you know, doing each other's jobs. We were, I've seen Justin take phone calls. He's done customer service. Oh, I used to laugh, yeah. I took customer service yeah. calls. Those people were not happy. Scott, Scott <laughs> took customer service yeah, calls. I remember specifically. No, no, he, he took two calls and they lasted about a week each. <laughs> <laughs> no. The next thing, you, Scott knows that person's cousin. <laughs> he went to high school with his brother's sister's friend. Family friends. Yeah, exactly. You know? so. No, but I, I can remember remember back uh, when we had our first big event and got a lot of signups and we were there till 10 or later answering calls all of us and everybody that was with us at the time yep. and uh, it was really kind of a cool deal the where everybody's picking up and making it happen and and uh, oh god yeah no <laughs> here we go. calling. yeah it was funny because yeah. I remember coming into work when we had like just desk phones then and coming to work and you have 104 voicemails and I'm like oh, customer service department here we go <laughs> yeah but you know I just wanted to kind of uh, quickly sort of touch on you know maybe some of the challenges that you've all faced individually since starting the company I'm I'm sure a lot of it was behind the scenes but um, you know we just we just wanted we wanted to know sort of what were some of the hurdles? I don't, I don't think we've had any. Everything's <laughs> been just completely smooth sailing. Really? <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I'll have to say for myself, because I believed in these guys and, and everybody we kept bringing on at the time, and I've always been a positive thinker. I literally, honestly, I've never really thought that this won't work, because I saw even in the, the smidget of, of 
customers at first that we had, you know, what we were doing and, and how it was affecting and what it was, you know, how we were making a, a positive uh, impact on some things to where obviously building and growing and, and moving forward, you know, from the early, early days when, you know, we were laugh about it. Now we're sitting around trying to build our website, you know, and, and we had a lot of fun in this room and, and uh, spitballing ideas and thoughts and this and that. And, and as these guys will tell you, that was my biggest impact at the beginning was being the outsider. I didn't know the industry. I didn't know anything about it. I was John Q public and I, they would use buzzwords in the industry that I would be like, I have no idea what world you're talking about. So I'm a good dummy. So they dummied it down for me and it worked great. And, and, uh, but the challenges obviously are, are really getting it going, but fortunately for Justin's background and Dewanit's, they knew the direction we needed to go to make it happen. You know what I mean? And, and so, uh, uh, it's, it's evolved obviously. And to Dewanit's credit amongst our whole staff and team, but I mean, it, the system that he has in place today compared to the early days and building his team is really interesting and fascinating. And, and he's hit on the majority of the people that uh, uh, have joined his team are super good and what they have to go to because as he can attest to the amount of people that have shown interest in wanting to work here uh -huh. is amazing i mean hundreds and hundreds into the thousands easily yeah. now i mean it's it's yes. crazy yeah we have a we have a hard time keeping up with uh, uh the amount of uh interest that we get we routinely have to pull job posts down before we've hired somebody because there's such a huge backlog of people that are interested right. in it. And it's, yeah. a, it's amazing for a lot of people here because a, a lot of your team has come from in-house. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we do that as well. Uh, we, we um, th there's some things that you need to have specialized training for, but there's quite a lot of other work that we do that it really helps to have someone who's been in the company and, and then to teach them to, to, to <coughs> fill in the gap. And, and uh, there's sort of a saying, it's, it's much easier to find a good person and make them a better programmer than it is to find a good programmer and make them a better person. So several people in our team who actually code for a living now were not programmed or did not go to school to become programmers. You know, we've got a biochemist, we had a nuclear scientist for a while. Um, it's, it's, there's something about the work that we do that gets people from other fields interested and and the culture is a huge part of it which shows up during the interview process and it you know and and it just anything down to the the website you know there's there's different parts of the website where there's there's little uh, easter eggs about what the ogre says when he's shaking the ipad or uh you know the about us page where people have uh, uh you know animated gifs and their middle names keep changing based on internal jokes that we have that nobody in the outside of the company is going to really know what that's about but that's something that it's 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 just as much if not more for us internally than it is for the rest of the world to just they get a small glimpse at the the silliness that happens here every day because the work that we're doing i mean yes i think it's revolutionary i think it's amazing but to someone not in the industry, this is about as boring as it can get. I mean, this is, this is not a very 
and it's not an uh, exciting industry. Right. Electricity is uh, not sexy. Uh, right. I mean, who, who cares? You, you know, if you turn on the My light switch. My got mad at me for likening it to going to see the dentist, just by the way. Yes. Actually, I went to see a dentist yesterday. I spent many hours with him. And uh, um, that was actually pretty pleasant compared to shopping for electricity. Right. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it is. It's no, nobody outside the industry really cares about it. But for us to come in and say, we're going to change it, we can't do the same thing everybody else is doing and, and try to try to come up with something different. I mean, beginning with our name and, 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 and you know, the, the, the ogre, it's kind of a silly name for somebody who's not familiar with this. When, when, when I first started working here and I tell people where I work, they go, did you, why did you, why would you work with a, you know, like, this is, this is silly. Did you guys even think it's through like this? This doesn't sound like a serious company. Why is your mascot we a, have cartoon? a cartoon character? Yeah, yeah, and 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 we were, and, and it, we had some heads. Well, I didn't. Uh, some of us had hesitation before. Like we're going to be we're a serious company. We shouldn't do it this way. But once we did it, we're, we're all in, right? Like if we're going to be silly, we're going to be the silliest people out there. <laughs> and 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 the, the the work that we're it's it's very serious work that we're doing, and it has a serious impact on the industry. But that doesn't mean it needs to be boring. There's a difference between taking yourself seriously and not taking yourself well, too seriously. Yes, I think that's the difference. Yes, yeah, and it, and I, I think I think uh, uh, we do it well. Absolutely, and also I just to point this out since the beginning of the show, like with every question I've asked you guys, you've always linked your answer with your customer base or with your member base and you know even from the beginning you've based the company's processes and core values on the energy consumer pretty much something unprecedented in this industry uh, sort of with the gimmicks and tricks to pull the most out of each customer for the longest periods of time and things like that and how much do you think your customer focused business module has factored into your growth over the past few years well, I mean, I think that it shouldn't be revolutionary, and it's it's one of the sad things that I see a lot. You know, um, I I get a chance to get copied on almost all the customer feedback that we get. So, like, if you interact with us, there's a ticket, and you know, we'll ask them how was your experience, and so we I end up getting a lot of that back, and I see a lot of the, that feedback and. I don't know why this is the case, but we get tons of feedback from pe people like, hey, this is customer service done right, or you know, this person did this for me correctly, or this is you know, like the good old days or whatever have you. Uh, I mean, and, and, and it shows in every aspect of what we do at this company. Uh, a, a, you know, a properly run call center would have uh, metrics on what the average amount, average minutes per call, average minutes per hold, and, and, and so on, and we don't do that because when, when an agent gets on the phone with a member, whether it takes them 10 minutes to solve it or two hours to solve it, our goal is to solve the problem. We're not looking at the clock to get on to the next call. We're looking to fix that uh, because that's what people are paying us to do. But also, if you look at it just as the, the, the heartless number side of it, if we can solve the, the issue in one call, that is a far better use of the members and our time than having them have to call us three or four times. And rather than them having to call four different parties, if they're able to just call us and we can handle that for them, that issue gets resolved quickly. It's best for the customer, it's best for the REP, it's best for us, it works out for everybody. And the bonus is we're doing the right thing too, on top of that. Absolutely. So it just doesn't make sense to do it differently. Yeah, um, even, even you know in customer service, uh, I did 
do customer service for a few years and you do not stop until the job is done, until the customer is happy. And we get calls all the time. We get calls, emails um, of people just saying how much they love the way that they were treated. Um, all of the management here, we all believe in white glove concierge service. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the reality is people call us for one of two reasons. They call us because they've got a question or they call us because they've got a problem. Right. And so they... If we, you know, we don't do it very often, but if we, if we happen to make a mistake, we got to own our mistakes. Uh, we're, we're accountable to our mistakes. And then, you know, we're actually accountable for what the retailers are doing too. Cause I mean, a customer may not know this is something that Energy Ogre did or something that their provider did. So we're just trying to fix these issues for them. So no one wants to be treated like a number when they're having a problem, right? So the goal is to sort of get this resolved as fast as possible and um you know i think Dewan's absolutely right with what he was saying before i think that may be the secret ingredient in, in, in what sort of happened here with getting all these ingredients but the, the binder of this stuff is as actually having these good outcomes or having mm -hmm. people share with you their experience i mean uh i i think about this a lot but i cannot tell you how many folks that i had uh, talked to or got information from that are like fixed income that don't, like, oh, now I can use, I one lady I remember telling me I can use my toaster Those again, and it just, or yeah. I can run my air conditioner. And you, it's just, it's stuff that most people don't really think about, but if you don't know and you're, you're nervous about it and you know, you, you don't know, you don't have someone who can advocate for you. Um, it's just such an abs absolutely incredible feeling um, to help somebody like that. It's, 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 Speaking of customer service, I can remember another story. Um, when a lady called in one time uh, from the Dallas area and she was upset that we had put her with a, a new provider. And she says, I don't like these people. They've, they, they have my electricity off. And so we quickly looked while she was on the phone, as you alluded to, we make sure we take care of them. We quickly looked and realized that there was a power outage her area of about 20 homes so here's a lady that was upset we turn around and tell her well ma'am it's not you or the provider there's a power outage of 20 homes in your area and she looked out and she says oh is that why everybody's outside by their car and we said yes so she turned from you know upset to you guys are great you know and, and loved every minute of it so it was uh they're, they're, those those stories are endless. I mean, and well, I think that's the interest. Yeah, they're looking for answers, right? Yeah, they're I mean, looking they're for looking answers, and we gave her the answer. And who knows if she had ever gotten that answer yep. in another situation? But that you know, but we want to keep the customers for years on years, you know, twenty plus years or whatever. And you only do that by keeping them happy and taking care of things for them. And again, it takes our entire team. We, yes, in the early stages, we talked on the phone. We don't necessarily now. We have others. No one wants to talk to me. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had a couple so people ask for you, but. It wouldn't be as helpful as all of We're only as good as the team, you know, and we've built a team here, and that's what, hopefully, that's what. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it does feel good to uh, sort of be the good guys. I mean, the idea for a service like this is not new. You know, it's been out for several years. It's just that you guys have been the first in your field to become successful sort of statewide. 
what do you think separates you from some of the other sort of competitors that have claimed to provide a similar service? Well, I don't think, I mean, there have been people that have said that they're doing this stuff, but there's this ongoing problem that I think a lot of people have is they are, um, they just end up getting too greedy, right? So no one, everyone says that they're working to benefit the customer, but in the end, I think that they can't help themselves. So they're, they're continuing to pull value out of, you know, something different. So I think we're, no one's really ever fully 100% aligned themselves with the customer and trying to make sure that their needs and their wants are paramount. So have there been people that have been been trying to say that they do this stuff? Are there guys that are out here today? Like I, I know that one of these guys showed up here this summer and started talking. I mean, I always laugh at this. But we do, we're just like Energy Ogre, but we're this or we're cheaper or we're better or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, have you disclosed everybody that you're actually an affiliate of a retail electricity provider? <laughs> so they're just, and it's, it's, it's sad because I think folks want to be able to wade into this space and they want to make sure that it's, there's nothing that's, that's, you know, hinky yeah. like that. But unfortunately that stuff still continues to exist. So I think as long as that continues to exist, we're going to continue to help people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys also put a lot of attention into the office culture and employee morale. How important is that to you? And how do you think that that's impacted your success? I think it's uh, essential myself. I think that, uh, as we've alluded to here, you're, you're only as good as, as everybody a part of it. And if you've built the culture that they enjoy being a part of, and they'll go the extra mile and they'll work at whatever hour the one that alluded to it others the same i mean it's amazing that, that it's like sometimes people here their their brains never turn off from energy ogre because they really do care and if something comes up i mean i know there's things that maybe a friend or something might have called me about something and and i'll uh i'll have to reach out to somebody on our team and they're they're more than willing to have help at whatever hour. So, I mean, you know, you build that for the after hour, for the in hours. And, and I think we have a lot of fun here, but I think we provide such a great service that, you know, everybody does feel good about it because you are making an impact on people. I, I think the biggest morale booster was moving away from the recycling center. So, <laughs> so, so just not smelling trash <laughs> coming into work every day was a big plus. We, we, we had a bar so low. Right. But just the fact that you can breathe and not smell trash was like such a huge upgrade. <laughs> that was upgrade. like a big upgrade, yeah. So. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a positive feedback loop. And, you know, it starts all the way from the top where you, our culture allows for you to have a bad day. Like you, you're allowed to have a bad day and come to work and it not be something that, that changes your employment status at the company. Like you, it, it, and there, there's people here that care about it, about you. Uh, I, I heard this uh, anecdote of like, you know, if your kid does something bad, you don't just tell him, all right, well, I've, I'm going to put you up for adoption. I mean, you, your, your attitude is usually, <laughs> okay, what's wrong? What can I do to fix it? How can I help you? And, and it, and it, it's, it's, happened here organically but also it happens you know it comes down from jessen because i can go to him and say i made a mistake and it cost us x thousands of dollars and i should have caught it but i didn't and he doesn't immediately turn around and get and go well psh, go find another job right usually the it, did you learn something from this yes are you going to make this mistake again hell no 
okay, well, then it was worth something. Now go fix it, make sure it doesn't happen again, but you're allowed to do that. And being allowed to fail is such an empowering uh, thing because you're much more likely to take a risk and try something different if you know that if you spend some time on it and it turned out to not work out, that that won't reflect badly on you. And it's it's from from the developers all the way down to somebody. Uh, it, it it affects in every different department. You know, if you you spoke with a member and and you said something that wasn't correct, someone's not going to come over to you and be like, "Well, that's terrible. You're out of here." Right? There's usually something that's that's a back. teaching that's Tell a teaching moment. This, yeah. This is this is what this is what it actually is. Now that you know that, now call the member and tell them what happened. Oh, trust me. When I started here, I did not have very much work experience. I think I had the best 24-hour resume that uh, that anybody's ever seen. And there were times, you know, uh, I want to say I was what 19, and there were times where I made you know some mistakes, and I was fortunately for you. All those guys, all y'all's phones were within earshot. I was sitting on the floor with you, so I could hear everything. <laughs> and actually, our CS group still sits out here, and I could see them where they like they look over and like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even you know, in times where I'd, I'd made mistakes, you know, and and not handled an, a member's account correctly or what have you. I would get called into the conference room and you could literally see me shaking just because of what you're used to in the workforce. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of me. If we make a mistake, we're going to take care of And each time they would call me in the office and say, hey, you know, that you did this and wait, calm down. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. Let's, you know, I'll, let's show you the way to do it. And because of Energy Ogre, I'm so much, I'm so much more polished because you guys took the time to train and to, to mold. So I read something years ago, and I don't know if this is true, but it could be anecdotal, but I remember reading something. It was this lady who was the head of uh, personnel or you know, um, HR for a very large uh, tech company. And you know she had uh, put in this presentation that her job was to bring technologically capable people through the organization and she didn't have any responsibility. Their business wasn't really built around professionally developing the employee base. And I think that maybe for a company that's of that size that has a, a pre-existing culture of that, um, not, not being invested in developing professionally the employees that you have is an option for us. I couldn't disagree with that more. Um, we absolutely have, you know, look, let's just get real. Nobody else has ever done this before. So there's no, there's not like I can go pull from a, a list of a thousand people that could fit right in what we're doing because we're doing something that hadn't really been done before. So everybody had to be uh, developed and, you know, um, you know, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses and you want to accentuate the positive and help them, you know, move forward with some of the other things. And it's a, it's, it's definitely a huge part of what we want to get done here is, is to continue to, to you know, allow folks to, to maximize their capabilities. Well, I'm a fir firm believer, and, and we've proven it here, is in the fact that, you know, anybody can have a title. Title's not about that. And the one, the, the one thing we've done here is we believe in everybody's opinion matters. And a lot of times the people who are in contact with the customer they can give you great feedback on what we should or could be doing better because they're the ones talking to them. 
But to Justin's point, I'm also a big believer in, you know, the one who started on the ground floor, it's our responsibilities as leadership to help them grow into whatever aspect they want to grow into and help take their strengths and their positives, like he said, and, and develop them. Like Juan had alluded to, there's people now that are programmers that had no programming experience. Yeah. And they I, wanted to do it. And what so, I think yeah. is amazing is, you know, especially just sort of anyone who knows anything about the IT world, you know, folks on the development side tend to be a little bit of a different breed, let's say, than your average, uh, you know, corporate. Hey, uh, we put on our pants two legs at a time, just like everyone. All three legs at a time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because you actually have quite a few people on your team that, you know, the whole notion of managing other people would be like, you know, a fate worse than death. <laughs> and they've all they've all sort yeah. of been able to grow into, and some, some are great at it, some are, are not really ever going to get there. But it's interesting to watch a lot of folks that we've had come in here as, you know, newbies or entry level or not having uh, a lot of background in these industry, in this industry. And they're all, you know, they're all the team leaders in their own right. Uh, running other groups of, of things and developing other people. So it's this pretty cool thing to watch that whole uh, that whole process cascade, right, where they're bringing other people along as well. We're not going to be here forever. We're getting older. At least I am. Yeah. So no, my, my, my whole purpose, I tell my team this all the time, is I, I want to be able to get hit by a bus and nothing breaks. And I really hope I don't get hit by a bus, but I'd like to go away for a month if I want to <laughs> without things falling apart. Like it, ultimately, it all comes down to. No wonder you uh, want me to get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. It, I'm a firm believer in. Um, if you, uh, I'm not gonna say it, say it right. Uh, if you do the right thing, you don't have to work that hard to do it. Right, like, and it, and, it, and it goes all the way up to, uh, uh, you know, from really complicated algorithms that were basically inventing right it's stuff that hasn't happened before nobody's done it before a lot of times it doesn't work out but more often than not the thing that we end up and uh, uh, end, end up uh, uh, committing to is the thing that ends up uh, uh, you know the, the goal for all of the, the things that we're making is is this the right thing for the member is this gonna save them money is this gonna save them time it doesn't matter what other aspects that you might need to consider to make that happen. If ultimately the software that you build or the process that you build accomplishes that, it makes people's lives easier, then that's the thing that we need to make. And it's it's much easier to pass a test of is this thing useful or not to do it. And if it's going to end up costing a whole lot of money to do it, we're okay with doing it as long as the it, it reaches the outcome that we're looking for. Absolutely. So a very roundabout way of saying that. So what's next for Energy Ogre? What are some, can you guys talk about some of the things that we'll be able to offer consumers in the near future? I know you can't say too much, but. I say stuff all the time. I think I get people mad at me. Um, but you know, the, the whole goal of this is, um, I appreciate you getting everyone together to talk a little bit about where we sort of started from and some of the funny stories. These guys are still a little bit too stiff-backed and it, we're not joking around as much as we normally would in, um, in, in one of our staff meetings or something like that. I think we still still are too, a little bit too um, too rigid even in this conversation. But it's been <laughs> it's been a ton of fun, and we've we've we really have moved 
um, it, it's amazing to me. I think Scott was saying that before. We did have um, no real workspace to begin with. We were uh, we would laugh. Um, where I I was working out of my house, and, and Scott, you know, was um, kicking kicking around in a in a conference room at a church. We always laughed. Like, are you meeting those people? Yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll come to you. We'll right. Come to you. you don't need to come, you don't, you need to come see our offices. So it's uh, it's just a ton of fun to have watched you know, this whole thing move on. And, and you know, obviously we can talk about what we're doing and how we're impacting. I think some of that stuff is a given. The fun part of all this to me is that, you know, we, we've been able to accomplish a lot. Um, but there's there's this whole notion of this stuff is how can we can continue to expand the reach of what we're doing? to simplify uh, our existing customers and new customers, how can we make your life simpler? That's really the basics of what we're trying to get done. The good news is by simplifying some of that stuff, we're able to cut costs. So not only do you get it simplified, but we're making, it makes economic uh, sense for most people. So that's, we're trying to stay on top of everything that's changing. You know, the, the energy market um, is changing at the wholesale level, which means there's changes at the retail level. There's all kinds of new, awesome emerging technologies, whether people are worried about how do I do, you know, solar at my house or what is this, you know, free nights and weekends or how, how can we navigate all that stuff for our customers so that they're having good economic outcomes and we're making it simple for them so they can spend their time doing the important things in their own lives. So they're not worried and wasting their time doing our stuff. So we're working on all kinds of um, really cool things. Um, he's, he's being all round about it, about it. We're working on a robotic toilet plunger. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you think about Sorry. it, it's, it's all you have to do is say, Alexa, fix my toilet, and it will take care of all of the, the work for it. That is, uh, I've never seen a prototype, but I doubt very much that that's what we're working well, on. Well, it's, 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 it's better to have it and not need it <laughs> than need it and not have I'm it. I'm sure we'll have it soon now that you're not a one-man IT department. Absolutely. Got us Concord's department working all on it. I wonder why the IT's door has been closed uh, so much lately. Is that why you guys hang out the bathroom? <laughs> well, guys, um, I sincerely appreciate you all for taking the time out of your very busy schedules to sort of just give us some insight. I'm not sure Scott had a busy schedule today. <laughs> I fit this in, that's for sure. <laughs> I made sure I fit this meeting in. I'm messing with you. Absolutely. But um, again, we really appreciate it. This is a story that is long overdue. Well, not long overdue, but sort of overdue. Well, we all know it. It's just, I'm not sure that anyone thought anyone else outside of us cared. So, <laughs> so you're the first person to say that anyone else ever wants to hear anything about this. This will be funny. This will probably be the least watched podcast we've ever had. So I don't, I don't plan on watching. Well, that's one less view. But, you know, um, again, guys, um, if you guys have any questions, uh, the audience, uh, you can always drop them in the comments section. Again, Justin Scott Duanit, um, it was wonderful having you. You're always welcome back on the show. And as always, be cool, stay kind, and do great things. It's the Ogre Way.